0: welcome to the woman inc podcast this is the place for the new generation of women looking to lead the life of their absolute dreams i'm your host jenna toddy entrepreneur life coach and strategist for modern business women and entrepreneurs I am a city girl, sriracha lover, and that friend who will hype you up when you forget how powerful you truly are. I am on a mission to make Women, Inc. the most powerful network of women who are leveling up, owning what they want, and becoming who they've always wanted to be. Have you ever wondered what it would look like if you went all in on yourself? No turning back. If so, you are in the right place, my girl. Let's get started. Hello, my beautiful Woman Inc. listeners. I am so excited to introduce my guest this week, Kaylin Marcotte. Kaylin is the founder and CEO of Jiggy, a direct-to-consumer jigsaw puzzle brand on a mission to modernize and elevate the humble jigsaw and support female artists around the world. You may have seen her on Shark Tank, where she landed a major deal with billionaire investor Mark Cuban. Each Shiggy box comes with puzzle glue and a straight edge so you can turn your finished puzzle into a gorgeous art piece, which are designed by female artists around the world and who receive a portion of every sale. They are honestly so pretty. I am obsessed with all of their collaborations. I just think it is the cutest company and such a brilliant idea that I would have never thought of. So I absolutely loved, loved, loved my conversation with Kaylin. I know you are going to just soak in so much from this episode and you can find Kaylin on Instagram at Kaylin Marcotte and Jiggy Puzzles. Now let's get over to my conversation with Kaylin. Hello, Kaylin. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Hi. Thank you. Happy to be here. So you have a very cool company. (laughs) This is a company I would have never thought of as a brand, which are generally, I feel like, my favorite companies because it just takes a lot of innovation, I think, to create something we all know and love, but to build a brand out of it and kind of modernize it. So can you first kind of walk through, rewind a bit, what you were doing before you started Jiggy?
1: Yeah. So thank you again. I'm so so happy to be here today and sharing a bit about me and the Jiggy story. So my background is really in media and marketing. I previously... I started my career in management consulting. And then uh, quickly, I met the 2 co-founders of The Skin. So they had launched the daily email newsletter in 2012. I met them in 2013. They were doing a seed round of funding. And so we like grabbed coffee in the West Village and I was poli sci major in college and really interested in current events and news media and kind of how my generation were was going to interact with the world around us. We were hearing, you know, millennials are cord cutting and not reading newspapers and so I was just really interested in what they were doing with the skim, and decided to jump on board as their first employee. So I uh, joined the co-founders end of 2013 and ended up spending four years there. I built out um, really our kind of grassroots marketing, community, brand, content, and audience development. I launched our skin ambassador program, which is kind of a tentpole brand ambassador community program uh, that we did at the Skin, And really just was there from seed through like a year post B. So super like meaty, creative days. And I loved my experience there, but it was certainly all consuming and stressful and I was really just looking for a way to to unwind and unplug and get away from screens and and be a little bit more present and mindful you know in the thick of this this startup pace and I did a jigsaw puzzle. And immediately it, it clicked. I found it meditative and stress relieving, really got me away from screens and very present. And so I started doing puzzles all the time. I was hooked. I would post each of my completed ones on my Instagram. So I became like the puzzle girl. My friends were like, wow, Kaylin's like really into puzzles. But I, yeah, <laughs> I just, I, they really became my, my kind of nightly ritual. And so the idea started really just from that and and feeling myself the impact of the health benefits and and you know, I had better sleep and since then I really dug into it and puzzles are connected to improve memory and sleep and stress relief and even used PTSD patients and and decreased dementia and Alzheimer's. And so yeah, from there I was hooked, but all the ones I was doing were So kind of outdated, you know, like grandma's puzzles, like cheesy stock photography. (laughs) And so I was like, all right, I think there's something here and, and I want to be the one to do it.
0: That is such an amazing idea. And I'm curious, did you have a point where you're like doing a puzzle and you're like, I could actually create a company out of this? How did the idea to actually start a company out of this begin? Yeah,
1: I definitely took my time with it and that you know I I fell in love with puzzles and started doing them regularly like 2014 and then it just kept coming back to me that like I think there's something there I personally just want a better version of this product so it started just with you know what I as an avid puzzler would want and then Throughout those years, you know, I was at the skim until 2017 and didn't launch Jiggy until 2019. So, there were a number of years in there that I started. I was seeing, you know, the, the adult coloring books and the, you know, kind of crafty DIY Pinterest, stuff. and I was just more and more like, hmm, it seems like there might actually be an appetite for this, and there were some comp products that I felt. Gave me more and more conviction that it might actually uh, be a business, not just kind of you know a little a little side thing that that I personally would be a user of.
0: Right, and we kind of chatted about this when we first talked, but you started in really the the middle of the pandemic, right, or the beginning oh, of the pandemic. Yeah.
1: Yes, we launched four months before. So I had four months in business, and then obviously everything changed. And, you know, on the one hand, people were at home and looking for activities, and there was a lot of anxiety, and, you know, the demand and kind of visibility for the product increased. But at the same time, supply chain and manufacturing and freight and, you know, fulfillment, trying to ship you something, the carriers had never had as much volume. And so, you know, on the one hand, there was, there was this natural surge in demand. And then on the other, it was really hard to stay in stock to deliver on time. So it's just been a whirlwind of a year. <laughs> yeah.
0: Would you say that when being at a startup like The Skin, were you able to kind of build the muscle of becoming an entrepreneur before you became an entrepreneur? Were you kind of observing that process? Do you think that made it easier? Yeah, I think
1: it definitely gave me more confidence watching Carly and Danielle. And and not only... My experience within the skim, but just being starting to be plugged into the growing tech network in New York and other founders and early employees. And I think, if anything, it was good conviction. And then I was like, I think everyone's just kind of winging it. And like, it looks sure we're definitely we're we're growing quickly. You know, we have big goals, but on the inside, like. We're trying stuff, see what works, you know, iterate, move quickly, be creative. And so I I definitely got more and more confidence through watching Carly and Danielle. And they're incredible brand builders and storytellers, um, and just have a natural, very natural kind of eye for for community and brand. And so that was core to the skim and, and now has been core to Jiggy and uh, starting to just get more plugged in. And you know, especially now as a solo founder, I, I'm doing Jiggy alone. That network that I started building in the skim days has just been invaluable.
0: Yeah. So once you start kind of building this company and you're like, I could actually do this What was the point where you realized people actually know me and I'm on the map and this is working? Yeah, it was
1: so I launched. So, launch day was like very kind of organic, word of mouth, sent it to everybody I'd ever met, asked them to share it. And we went right into the holidays. So, we launched in November. So, you know, went right into holiday gifting, product lists, gift guides. And that helped just kind of jumpstart the momentum. And I think it was the first couple times I got you know, those texts of people. A friend had seen it somewhere but you know didn't know. She was like, I, I came over to my friend's house and there's a jiggy here. I had a friend from high school who went to a like a rental, just a, an Airbnb in Palm or in the Joshua tree and there was a jiggy there in the Airbnb, you know, seeing on Instagram people just sharing those moments. There's something very intimate about a puzzle it is. If you're doing it alone for kind of meditation and stress relief, then it is a very personal experience. And then if you're doing it with friends and family, it's kind of quality time, you know, coming together over the table, doing a puzzle, connecting. Um, it's just, they're very rich moments that people shared with us over email or social media, um, that really seeing seeing what joy it was bringing. And, and that's where it all, you know, the relaxation and joy that they puzzles brought to me was really why I started it. So, starting to see that in other people and families was was really special.
0: You really made puzzles cool again. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool that you can say that. <laughs> so, you first started partnering with women artists, right, to make the designs yeah. of the puzzle. Can you kind of walk through the process of finding them and what that looked like? Yeah, yeah. So once once I
1: had the the general idea of wanting to kind of reinvent, re uh, refresh, elevate the classic puzzle, I started thinking about how to do that. And of course, it started with the designs itself. You know, all the ones I was doing back then were like, you know, these cheesy stock photography. I was doing one of. Fishing tackle. I remember this one specifically. There were two that I did back to back. One was like a bunch of hot air balloons, you know, like up in the (laughs) air. And the second one was just like fishing tackle laid out over a table. And I was like, what am I doing? I'm like on my 10th hour of staring at this image. So as a like, you know, step one, it, I want the design itself that you're spending hours upon hours studying, getting to know every detail of to actually be something that you connect with or enjoy. So that was step one. And I started going to art fairs and art shows and these illustrator communities on Instagram and websites where artists were selling prints of their work. So I just started, my eyes were open all the time for art that I thought would make for a great experience to puzzle and then look beautiful once it was completed. And so started reaching out to the artist, kind of explaining, I wasn't sure what they would think, you know, their their art on a puzzle, like how they'd react to that. And the reception was so positive. They were really excited. And, you know, that's been another kind of very uh, kind of beautiful thing to see of the relationship that forms between the person doing the puzzle and the artist being so, you know, intimately living within their work. And once they've completed it, they have seen every single detail, you know, literally every piece. So yeah, it's been really fun to see our puzzlers, you know, tag the artists as they're making progress and and build that relationship as well. Um, so yeah, I started just curating the art, reaching out to the artists and then also wanted to really kind of reinvent the packaging. I, every puzzle I had ever gotten came in that rectangular cardboard box in a plastic bag inside of the pieces, and I was like, you know, I'm not going to just put better art on. Like, let's make this a whole different experience. And so the idea of putting the pieces in this reusable glass jar. You know, I, I saw why everything is plastic because every single step of the way in the manufacturing process, the cheap. Easy answer is plastic, and and we really had to go out of our way to to use more elevated and sustainable materials. But the pieces come in this reusable glass jar with a cork lid, and then because the whole idea is these are real pieces of art, um, I wanted to uh, give them a second life. And uh, so we include a tube of puzzle glue with each one. And once you're done with the puzzle, it goes right on top. It dries, binds the pieces, and you can keep it. Frame it, you know, put it up as wall art. Some DIYer I just saw made like uh, put like kind of a lacquered over it and made a serving tray, you know, of their completed puzzle. So really, like fun, creative ideas. But yeah, basically
0: something that you that you keep. That's so cool. And I just thought of this as you were saying that that's probably so rewarding to just have this idea and it's something you love, and now you're seeing people create even more art out of what you created. That must be very fulfilling. Yeah. It's
1: been a great thing. People are so creative. They they blow my mind.
0: (laughs) And you've had amazing partnerships with different brands and companies. How did that begin? Did you begin reaching out to them or they found you? Yeah. So we've done a couple, some of my favorite partnerships to date. So the first one really
1: started during a the beginning of the pandemic. So when everyone was staying when stay at home orders went into effect and everyone was looking for activities and we quickly sold out and I was like, "Oh my gosh, what do you know, we're going to be sold out for a couple months. So what do we do as a new company trying to, you know, stay relevant, stay in growth mode when we have no product? And at the same time our artist partners were, you know, galleries are closed, exhibits are canceled. They didn't have a lot of outlets. And so we got blank white puzzles. So the factory was able to to kind of just off the shelf, send me blank white puzzles. The pieces were cut, but no image was printed. And so we distributed those to our artists and they hand drew and hand painted onto them, creating these you know, one of a kind pieces of art. And so to kind of launch that campaign with you know a little uh, more oomph and make it a bit splashier, we reached out to just some kind of friends of the brand, celebrities to create their own. So Sophia Bush, Lily Reinhart, Demi Lovato, Allison Williams, they all created uh, one of these hand-painted puzzles that we that we launched this originals campaign with. So that was a great, a great kind of collaboration. And then around the election last year. We continued working with Sophia Bosch and her organization, I Am a Voter, and they, you know, organized around voter registration and turnout. And so we invited three diverse female artists from across the country to create an original piece of art around voting and, and what that phrase, I Am a Voter, means to them. And so they created these original pieces that we turned into puzzles, um, sold, and then the proceeds went to I am a voter for the 2020 election, and then to the artist herself. We actually just did one last month. April is Parkinson's Awareness Month. Um, My grandmother, Parkinson's, I have a dear friend whose father was diagnosed, and we partnered with the Michael J. Fox Foundation to create a puzzle using the artwork of a female artist living with Parkinson's. And that was a fundraiser and kind of awareness moment. And then, yeah, we've partnered with a couple of our favorite female founded brands and done a co branded, you know, custom puzzles together. We did a a fun one with um, the Ella Fitzgerald team. So she, they discovered an unreleased recording of her um, out of like a Berlin jazz club. And we turned the cover art of that into a puzzle. And so, you know, puzzling your, your hands, you need your hands and your eyes, but um, I always have either an, an audiobook or music on. And so it was a perfect kind of album release and puzzle pairing. So yeah, those have been a few of my, my favorite partnerships to date.
0: That is amazing. And you have seriously accomplished so much with your very young company, which is incredibly impressive how much you've done. So I always think of of building businesses as there's building the business and then there's building you as a woman and as a, a founder. How have you found that journey of really just becoming the person who can run the company of your dreams and who can show up every day and like just even when it's hard, like just keep moving forward and being the best version of yourself?
1: yeah that has definitely it's been a journey for sure. Um, going from doing it all alone to now starting to think about having some freelance and part- time help to now really think about building a team. And so the whole side of you know running a company of culture and leadership and team building and all of that is is something I'm just kind of stepping into. But over the past year and a half, really as as a one woman show, I've just really learned how to prioritize it's so easy especially when you know we get some visibility and then there's a lot of inbound and you know new shiny opportunity and it's so easy to to want to do everything and to really kind of get distracted so kind of almost rigid you know focus and prioritization and really I'm trying to get better at also truly turning it off in that there's no there are no boundaries between work and life for me. You know, the social media accounts, the email, you know, everything is on the same phone and I run social. And so I'm always kind of plugged into that. And, you know, a lot of my friends and relationships or people I've met through who are also founders. So, you know, I was just having dinner with a friend. She has a consumer brand and, you know, so fluidly we were like, how are you? How's the family? Looking at new apartments? How's dating? Okay. What kind of like return on ad spend are you seeing on Instagram? And what's this, you know? And like, it's just, it's all, it's so uh, blended. And so I yeah. really, which is, I love, but also it means like, you're never really off, you know? And so I'm really trying to create these spaces where like, Jiggy does not exist. And I fully, I've had to like tell my friends, you know, I was home over a part of quarantine at my mom's house. And I was like, mom, you know, Friday night to Monday morning, like Jiggy, I don't know what you're talking about. There is no, <laughs> <com-,"> you know, <laughs> like, so Yeah being more kind of deliberate with really carving out carving out those spaces and being deliberate with carving out Time to really get above the day to day. That's been another big kind of learning for me. There's always and the, the to do list never ends, and so you have to be really diligent about getting above the weeds and thinking about what's next and you know big picture and strategy and all of that. So, so yeah, those it's very much a work in progress.
0: <laughs> but those are a couple of the big things so far. And I love that you started, you did puzzles to decompress from stress and now you need to decompress from the puzzles. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) It always becomes work. Like no matter how much you love something, there's always things that need to be done. And I've found that with almost anyone I've talked to, like no matter how much you love it, you still need to decompress and find time away from it. So um, something I'm very intrigued about, which I just found out about, is that you were recently on Shark Tank. Yeah,
1: it was (laughs) a crazy experience. So they reached out to me the beginning of last year. So it, it turns out, I don't know, like a third of the companies that go on, they actually kind of recruit. And so a producer reached out and we yeah started started learning more about the process and you know doing kind of the first stab at a pitch and recorded a video of myself and and all of that <laughs> and this was pre covid and then once everything had happened and we were just just treading water to keep up and you know i was like there's a real window of opportunity here And this is really a product, you know, now more than ever. That if we could have that kind of visibility and hopefully walk away from it, you know, with some help and with a partner in one of these sharks. So, yeah, I just kind of dove into preparing and rehearsing and pitching and knowing my numbers and I think watched almost every episode there's ever been to take notes and see what works and what doesn't and it was a really cool process and for me I had you know fully bootstrapped and never pitched investors and so it was like a forcing function to even ask myself some of these questions like what is the big vision and and how much could that be worth what is the addressable market you know how much does it acquire? it costs to acquire customers. So it was, it was a great exercise to also just get a handle on some of, some of just the business that, you know, doing it alone, I, I hadn't had to like answer to anyone. So it was great. The whole process of preparing and then, yeah, pitching them was, it was wild. It was really fun. They were, they're so really just interested and curious and supportive and, you know, you're in there. I think average is like an hour, an hour and a half. They obviously edit it down to like seven minutes. Yeah. But you really, you have the the time and space to really get into it and really have a conversation with them. So, yeah, it was great. And then it just aired in the end of April, just a few weeks ago. So, it was still just kind of coming off of that and, and a lot of amazing support and, and new opportunities that have come from that as well.
0: That's so exciting. Wait, so it just aired? It just aired three weeks ago. Yeah. So, did you like move forward with anyone? So, we, I made a deal
1: with Mark Cuban.
0: Oh my gosh. That's mm-hmm. who would be like my dream.
1: Yeah, watching the show when I was preparing, I really loved his take. It seemed that he always, even if he went out and wasn't interested in investing, like always gave advice and you know, really had uh, gave thoughtful answers and and thoughtful advice to each entrepreneur. And it seemed that he really enjoyed being a mentor and just really respect his career and what he's done. So yeah, it was a great, it was a great experience.
0: so exciting. I have to watch like immediately after we get out this. <laughs> So when you're preparing for something like that, and it's obviously so nerve wracking and you're probably in your head practicing, who's your person that you call? Like, who do you go to when you need your pep talk? or someone just to tell you you've got it?
1: I go to a couple of people. My, my mom, of course, just like blind, endless support she, she really helps remind me like how far I've come again, part of, during part of quarantine, I was living with her. She you know would listen to me on calls and stuff. And she kind of reflects back to me like a month ago, you know, talking to this freight forwarder like you didn't you know she'll be like look at you like you know what questions to ask you like you seem fluent in these you know these languages of performance marketing and freight forwarding and you know materials and vendors and blah 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 and so um, she really really helps kind of reflect back to me how much I had learned. And then my sister super close with my sister. Um, we actually like worked on a couple of things together. Um, and so she's always the uh, top of my speed dial too. And then I feel so lucky to have built a great community of women founders and entrepreneurs in New York who really just love building each other up and are always, you know, I, I called one of them when I actually, when I saw the teaser, you know, you film and then you don't see anything until it's live on TV. And I saw the teaser and I just had this moment where I was like, Oh my God, this is real. I don't know what they edited together or like what made it into the cut or how they're going to make me look or anything. And like, it is discoverable on the internet forever. And I just like had a little moment of panic (laughs) and I called one of them. I was like, all right, pep talk time. (laughs) And, uh, and yeah, she was great. So, so very, feel very lucky to have many people in my life to call.
0: Yes, it's necessary. And I love that with your mom because I can relate to that too. When you are running, especially when you're running on your own, when you're running a business every day, you're just thinking of the future and you're growing so fast that it's really hard to take a second and be like, Oh my gosh, I just built this like a year ago, maybe even months ago, this didn't exist at all. And taking those moments to kind of just celebrate and be in the moment. Yeah. That's really yeah, bad. exactly. <laughs> what are you most excited about for the future of Jiggy then?
1: Oh so much. Um I'm really excited to continue just growing our own capacity to launch new products. And scale, and in that, that really enables us to work with more and more artists. So, you know, right now we've done this collection model, we release six at a time, you know, we curate them, and we just have a wait list of so many artists that love to work with. So, definitely just continuing to grow and increase our capacity to work with more and more artists. I'm also really excited about this club that we just launched. It's a puzzle of the month club. So, you know, it really came from my my founding story of them being a ritual and, you know, not just like a one-off game night kind of thing, but really my self-care that I did nightly, you know, they are addicting. You finish one, you're like, all right, let me dive into another. And so, um, the idea is yeah, monthly subscription. It's a 500 piece puzzle every month. Each one is by a different artist and we're, you know, every, all the Club members are puzzling the same one together. So, you know, we'll connect on how challenging it was or what we did. Is anyone listening to a good audiobook while you're doing it? Um, so, really building that community and that that just ritual around puzzling. So I'm really excited to to continue doing that. And then as you kind of touched on, these partnerships um, have been so fun and and certainly the, you know, fundraising ones really impactful. And so excited to continue doing these collaborations and custom puzzles and doing more and more there.
0: I love that community idea. That is such a good idea. Thanks. It's and a lot, lot of fun. fun. We did a Zoom. We did a Zoom
1: with all the members and we were all like puzzling <laughs> together.
0: <laughs> My last question is something yeah. I ask everyone. It will probably be kind of top of mind for you because you're a new founder, but what would be your number one piece of advice for a woman who is wanting to start her own company and just hasn't like had the courage yet?
1: I. I would say somebody actually told this to me. And I don't know, you know, I had I'd been thinking on Jiggy for a while. And when she said this, I don't know what about it. It just, it just reframed. And because, you know, I was like, oh, but I've never done a physical product before. So like maybe I should go work at a, a D to C brand and just understand from the skin being media, understand a consumer good a little bit more before diving into this. And This woman, she was in this kind of forum group I was in. And she was just like, Caitlin, one, there's never going to be a good time. You can always do more, have one more skill set. There's never going to be the perfect time. And two, when are you going to bet on yourself? You going to another brand, great, you're going to go build somebody else's dream. You got so much great experience from the skin building this dream. But like, when are you going to bet on yourself? And it just really resonated. And I was like, you're right it's time. Like anything I need to know, I will figure it out. And one foot in front of the other. There are certainly things you can do to help set yourself up to be as successful as you can. But I think at a certain point, you you really just have to bet on yourself.
0: I love that. And it is so true. It really never makes sense. There's never a good time. Yeah. Kaylin, you are so cool. I want to just hang out with you first of all. <laughs> Let's do it. Come back to New York. Yes, Let's get drinks. <laughs> and I'm really inspired by your story. I think it is such an incredible story of you just following your passion. And I think this will inspire a lot of people. So thank you so thank much. You so for much. On. Thank you. This was so much fun. Okay, I hope you enjoyed this episode and are feeling so fired up to go out there and create that business or side hustle that's been on your to-do list, you know, a little bit longer than you care to admit. It is never too late to make the first step towards the life you want more than anything else. And If you haven't already, make sure you are subscribed to the show so that you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, keep becoming the woman of your wildest dreams.